Hello, and welcome to episode 39 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMenamin. This week, Sean and I are extending our discussion on 5S. We dive deeper into the 5S method and discuss specific examples. So with that, let's start the show. Sean, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing, Wes? I am doing fine. We're supposed to get cooler weather here in the next day or two, so I'm sure we'll be matching up with California there soon. Yeah, I got my jacket. I had to take it off in the afternoon, so I wear the jacket in the morning. <laughs> now, we're not jacket yet, but uh, you know we're hopefully getting close. It is October. You know. So yeah, uh, yeah, so this week um, we decided we're going to kind of extend our conversation on 5S. I think, uh, as you remember, we talked about uh, um, you know the 5S activity, the the uh, what the 5S is, and we talked a, a little bit about some of the details and covered some you know tips and some ideas. Uh, but we want we felt before we left this topic that we wanted to kind of get into a little bit more detail and kind of cover some very specific problems that, you know, we've had in the past and maybe some of our listeners, some of our listeners have. So, um, so I think that that's kind of the direction we want to go in today. So first thing I wanted to start with was, um, kind of touching on why even doing 5S. And I think there's three things that we need to kind of touch on briefly, and that is safety, production, and culture. If I had to summarize the words as to what say, what 5S is all about, those are the three words that I consistent, consistently see across the board. So from a safety perspective, you know, you got any ideas of, of, of why you do 5S because of safety? Well, yeah, just, I mean, the idea of, of uh, sorting, setting in order, standardizing, you know, you're not going to have things um, underfoot. Um, you, you're not going to you're not going to have uh, areas where there's danger. Never mind underfoot, but even overhead. If if you have put things away that should be away in a specific spot that is that is allocated for that that piece of equipment or that raw material or or that file cabinet for that matter. Um, you know, depending upon where you're at. You know, and safety I think is listed here first for quite a few reasons in that. Safety, especially in a manufacturing organization, should be, you know, pretty much everyone's number one goal because we want all of our employees to go home with, you know, all their appendages and not hurt and, yeah. you know, now, all that kind of stuff. And, and I will say, though, and, and um, I agree completely that safety is a big factor in doing 5S. Now, when you are implementing a 5S program, um, for all the reasons that you said, and we'll get into them in a little more detail, but um, like, where I'm at now, our safety record is is very good, and I'll, I'll knock on wood or something hard because the safety record is awesome. So, so you might have an issue, you know, convincing people that hey, this is a safety issue. Well, you know, we're we're doing okay with our safety record as it is, but you need you need to continue to implement safety actions. And, and a 5S is one of them. So you don't just say, yeah, I know we're doing okay. Well, maybe safety isn't the biggest thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go down that path. I would say in addition to everything else we're doing, we're going to have, we're going to have a 5S program that will ensure, further ensure safety. Now, do you believe that you've got good safety habits in place or are you just lucky? 
Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> now, I, we do have a very good safety program. Yeah, good. We have a very good safety program, and and uh, that's that. I'm happy to to have the person running that safety program the way the way they're running it. So so from that aspect, it's good. But you know what? If you're not if you're not clean and orderly and, and have done five S. There is a there is a lucky aspect to it. Yes, there is, and yeah. and and I think and I think we're kind of halfway there on the safety aspect. Um, I had an employee today, matter of fact, um, at least walk up and ask me if he had to wear his harness when he was up on the scissor lift. I said, "Yes, you have to wear your harness." Okay, it's just that it's heavy and it's sweaty and blah blah. I go. <laughs> Would you like I just shrugged my today? shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Is that a is that a young person? Now I don't want to I don't want to age discriminate. Against, he's not against, actually. He's, right? he's probably the okay. same age as I am. So you no. know, well, you know, I guess everybody out there, you know, I'm in my fifties. So just so you know, but he's low probably fifties. Yeah, yeah, low fifties. There you go. Thank you. So the next one on the list was pr- production. I think Five S has a huge, huge impact on production right off the bat. I mean, well, and, and I'd say it's a stepping stone. It's it's kind of um, what do they call what do they call uh, marijuana? Like an introductory drug or, or, or cigarettes? <laughs> and, Segway know, drug? Yeah, something like that. It's a <laughs> it's a stepping stone to further further tools to be used in production. There's there's no doubt that it, it enhances production. The the difficulty, and you know what? Today I might be I might be the. Uh, antagonist in this in this conversation not not the antagonist in the fact that i don't want to do it is is there there's a lot of hurdles to change the culture to get people to to go in that direction and and i you know i think it's a good challenge i like a challenge because i'm I, I might have that challenge where i'm at now but um you know from being energetic and understanding what goes on i completely agree with you it, it will help production now i think the people that are that are day-to-day in a 5S program, they might not see that bigger picture. Right, right. And then the last one we had on the list here was culture. And I think the culture part of it is a byproduct of doing the 5S after a period of time. They start to see the the how comes and the whys and, and actually having some successes with it. You start to actually change change some of the culture. And you'll never get a question like you had, do I have to wear my safety harness? Exactly. Yeah. You know, the culture, you can tell the culture has got some chinks in its armor if if that's a question. I will say, looking at the brighter side in that particular example, uh, six months ago, he wouldn't have asked me at all. I'd have just saw him up there and and I'd have said, what are you doing without a a harness? Come back down here. Yeah. At least he asked. Well, that's true. <laughs> so that's so I'm, true. I'm trying to find the silver lining there. <laughs> yeah, and small steps. That's small we, steps. And as we talked before we started this program today is, is doing it yourself, figuring out what has to be done, really gets you invested in the program and I think, I think makes the program more robust over the long term. So, so go ahead. So go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so on the, uh, the culture side of it, um, I'm in the middle of writing an uh, um, uh, article on uh, LinkedIn about uh, 5S and culture, and one of the topics that I'm, that I'm writing on in that is the fact that uh, I personally believe that 5S should definitely be one of the first, should be the first 
foundational tool that you put in your environment as far as a quality system goes. I don't think there's any argument there. But I also believe that you should do it and no other quality system for a certain period of time. Yeah, let it, let it sink in. Let it, let it sink in because I think that that's where I believe in our group we've started to see the most success. I haven't inundated them with other things. We've solely for the past six to nine months uh, been so, totally focused on 5S activities. And I think that that's one of the reasons why we've had uh, some of the success with some of the cultural activities starting to, to change is that we've s- focused solely on that. Now, a lot of times that's hard on leadership and on management because it seems like you're spending a lot of time on one thing and you could be doing more or you know getting into Kaizen events or getting into Demaic activities or you know 8D activities things like that. So um, so I, I wrote this article trying to convince people let it work, let it stew, and you'll see the benefits of the cultural aspect. I think I think. You being a leader and a leader in any organization has to has to cheerlead the ongoing progress in your five in your five S program mm-hmm. because if if nobody pays attention, hey, we've got it. I, I think what happens is people think, oh, you're done. Yeah, and and making sure that that the organization, both the upper level managers and leaders, understand that hey, it's never done, and the and the people down to the lowest level of your organization understand that it's never done. You have to, you have to keep fueling the fire of five S and, and, and it will become, it will become uh, a normal part of their culture. But the thing is, if you, if you try to lay other programs on top of it, they will forget some of the other things because, because what human nature I think brings out in a lot of people is that, okay, well I've got to do this well now. I can I can skip on some of the other stuff because they're not focusing on that they the the air quote they which is which is one of my bad words I think we had a session on words <laughs> on words we the, did <laughs> the they so so that's why you always have to you always have to keep an eye on the prize and the prize is the whole quality system not just the latest and greatest program that you're running right I also um, so you know as you're getting into this uh, you know getting into this whole program I think that. Um, you know, you and I are at kind of different points in the, especially into the 5S activity. I've been doing the, the 5S at my current uh, company now for about nine months. And then in your current company, you've been, you, you're just now starting it. Just starting. So you and I are kind of at, at two different locations. And so one of the things I was wanting to touch on was um, at the beginning of this process, you know, what are you and I seeing as far as difficulties you know, getting this thing kind of rolling and going so we can give some people some some ideas that, you know, hey, it happens to everybody, but what can we do to kind of keep it moving? Right. Well, one of the things that, that I'm doing, and it's interesting, uh, making the transition for the folks in the facility is, you know, breaking up the areas where people typically work and having someone in charge of that area. Yes, you know, okay. So breaking the areas up is one thing because people say, "Well, I don't always work over there," or, or whatever kind of you know excuse or, or reason to challenge to challenge the assignments. Now, I'm not I'm not militaristic in. Hey, this is your spot. I say it's your spot. You know, I can I can 
be flexible, but the thing is, the whole the whole facility has to be covered. Yes, yes. Somebody has to own pretty much everything. If yes. it's not owned, it won't get managed. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. kind of like the 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 measurement part of it. If it's not measured, it's not you know. right. So, so there's the first step. You got You have to have an owner, and that yes. owner has to has to understand what the the long range goal is. They, no matter how many discussions, presentations, you know, up on our, on our TV, we have, um, you know, our performance and, and our schedule and things like that. And then of course there's the safety note and then there's the five S note, no matter, no matter how many times you try to subliminally talk about the product and of, of five S, um, people are still in the day to day view of what are we doing here? You want me to clean up? Fine. I can clean up. No, it's not just cleaning up. It's a matter of all the S's that we talked about last program. That's exactly so right. And standardizing. So, so getting somebody to own that first session, and then getting them getting them out of their comfort zone, so which to which they they understand that they want to improve it. You know, they in an area in an area that uh, you give someone to be in charge of, they've been operating in that area, and they can be perfectly happy with the way it's set up, with the way things go, with climbing over you know, three or four different pieces of equipment to, to get to the part that they need 10 times a day. You know, you would think, you would think that people would, would want to get help in, in making that easier. And that's what I keep talking about. Okay. What would make your job easier? They don't think right off the bat, right. In many cases, in many cases. So I think a couple things that I would add to that is, is one, I think you've taken kind of the, a good first step by breaking it down into cells or areas. But I know one of the things we did, even once we kind of broke down the areas and had a general idea of what all the areas were that we were going to tackle over time, and also um, who was going to be the owner of each of the areas. So that was kind of the first thing we started to do. But then even after that, uh, once we had an owner to it, we started talking to that owner about what they do in that area, how they function in that area. And, um, and I, I guess I should back up just a little bit in that when they were, we were doing the training with them, we went through a lot of topics and kind of tried to show them the general idea of how 5S worked. But then when we got out in their area, figure out how to break it down even within the cell as far as things to work on. So what I, here's what I mean by that. We had a material control area that was the first area we started with, okay? Within that area, we had a uh, nonconformance return and um, uh, shipping shelf that's labeled on both sides and people – or inspection shelf is labeled mm-hmm. on both sides. So when things need to be inspected or we have an NCR, there's a place that, you know, that these guys return this stuff to. So we kind of said, okay, here's, here's what we're kind of wanting here. And then we wanted this visual board that was managed inside this material control area. What, it, what do we want that to look like? So think about that. Then we had a desk area that we wanted to make sure that uh, he had all of his tools and everything he needed for that area. What, what, what did you see in the video that would help you in that little area? And then his workspace where he stands and, and all, does all of his work. So one of the things I introduced to him was how you could take simple pieces of PVC and build a little framework to hold boxes within that work area. So then once he saw it and other people saw it, they were like, oh, okay, when I get to my area, 
that's a neat idea. I never thought about that. You know, I could use PVC mm-hmm. to build a little framework to do something. Or, hey, I, I want a pegboard because I see what you're doing with the tools now. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they didn't know that those possibilities existed until they first saw it. Oh, I like what you're doing with the, the visual board. Can I have that visual board over here to do this thing? Yeah. You know, so I think that's how it starts to roll. But somehow you got to kick it off. And I think we yes. talked earlier, we talked earlier about, you know, hey, you taking a guy or two out to a place that's already done some things. That's, that's a good idea. I think um, uh, experimenting with a certain area, you know, with the guys brainstorming with them and experimenting different ideas. What if we do this? What if we do that? When we start a new area, we just started uh, the, uh, a crating, a wood and crating area. And we just started working on it. And when we do the work now, the first thing we do is we have this whiteboard uh, sketch session where the people that are involved in it and the leader of that, the owner of that area, we do a, and actually I do all the sketching because everybody likes that I can draw in 3D on the board so fast, you know, <laughs> so they have me in there and they go, hey, we want to saw over here. So I said, sketch a saw real quick and we want the table over here and I do that real quick. And so I'm sketching this whole thing up on a whiteboard real quick and so that they have this picture they can take and you know they've got a good start and of course it winds up changing a little bit once they kind of get into it a little bit further and they come up with neater ideas they'll come over me go less i come up with this idea we could do this and it won't cost any money because i already pulled it off of this area and we can use it in this area <laughs> that, i mean that's talk about culture change and, yes. and energy that's yeah. that's good but I, I i think what drove you to that and what i'm i'm going to capitalize on is the idea of experimentation. Yes. And and there's no doubt that, uh, you know, I've, I've conveyed that it's an ongoing process. But, and the thing is, we can do things, and then if they don't, if they don't work the way we need them to work, they can be changed. Well, I was and, just, I was just going to say, so today, matter of fact, literally, I had this conversation today that I told the production guy, one of the first things we set up nine months ago was that production board out on the mm-hmm. shop floor that has these pegs and stuff for each of the job. I told, I said, Scott, today I'm, I'm kind of feeling like that board needs a little bit of a, a change, an update, a refresher. And he goes, I was thinking the same, same thing. He goes, there's part of it that we don't use and there's part of it that's really good. And I've got about four or five more things that we should put on there, but put on there in a different way. And I said, okay, here's what I want you to do though. Not just do it, but when we do it, we show the guys, we use this as an example to say, look, we had an idea, we implemented the idea, we've come back six months later, and we're making the idea a little bit better because we know a little bit more, and it's okay to change it. That I want is, you to literally say that to the group so that yeah. when they set something or do something, they don't feel like we're set in stone for the next 30 years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, sorry, I interrupted you there a little bit, but I wanted to kind of capture, capture that thought because it was just amazing that we literally had that conversation today. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the way you want to go with these things because you want, you, you ultimately want the people in that area to always be thinking of how to improve the process. Right. Because the thing is, the process that they're improving is, is just like, you know, the second advantage of, of a 5S program that, that uh, you mentioned earlier in the show, mm-hmm. that you want to you help production. 
Yep. You want to increase production. So, so the thing is, these these improvements, if they're helping in the little old 5S world, they will ultimately all add up to help production and throughput. So you've got an you've got an area picked out. You've got an owner mm-hmm. picked out. And you're probably going to do some experimentation or at least start showing the person some different things that they yeah. can do. You said you already ran into a little bit of a roadblock by them asking some of the questions of why do we, you know, why or how come. Can you expand right. on that a little bit? You know, when, when, when you uh, talk about an area with the person that's, that's in charge of it and uh, you say, well, you know, what would make your, your job better? And if the answer is, well, I think it's okay right now. Yeah. Okay, you really, I think you have to probe a little bit. You have to probe a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I'm looking at is maybe the area is too big. We might be wasting space. Yeah. We might be wasting space. At least that's that's an idea that I have. I'm not. I'm, the thing that I'm guarding against too is I'm not jumping to conclusions. Yeah. I'm in charge of asking questions. Yeah. And and if my question doesn't get answered with a with an answer that I think is sufficient and thoughtful, that's okay. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't get angry or, or I don't jump to a conclusion. I don't demand something to be done. I find another way of asking the question. Yeah. I'll continue to ask the question until the person that's in charge of that area gets the idea that, hey, questions are going to be answered and, and they need to be prepared in answering the question. Right. And if they give me a good answer that they're prepared for, that because that means that they have they've thought about not only the the physical steps in their job, but the process of their job and, and, and how that process affects the rest of the organization. Yep. So, so, so I, I go to that and this, this is a shipping and receiving area as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the same person, the same person runs, um, basically the, the stock room yep. and does a lot of ordering. So, so this one person wears a lot of hats, but I said, let's just focus on this area here. One area. And, 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 and the area, the area where, you know, Shipping and receiving happens, and a lot of things come in and out. Needless to say, with all the parts that we that we have, and we have a good spare parts business, so a lot of a lot of items go out. Um, that area, that area, because it's and I don't know if other people have this issue. That area seems to be a dumping ground. Ah, so yes. so in addition, in addition to to helping this person understand how to five S their area, I've got to train everyone else in the organization that you can't just walk by and dump whatever you don't want on that desk. Nope. And so, so there is there, even though we're, we're focusing on an area, there's training with the rest of the organization on where not to put something. Right. And that's where you as a leader has got to help that process so yeah. that he can be successful with his, with his project. Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. another thing that I think that uh, you as a leader will have to do throughout this process and you know i i've gotten a little bit of i've gotten into a little bit of debate on this particular one but that is the fact that you have to have an overall vision of where it's going to go so because there might be times when you might have to say no we can't do that now some people will argue and say no you should just let it free float and whatever happens happens and then you deal with it on the flip side uh, I just can't. I can't go there with with that scenario. Um, I have to have kind of at least an overall vision, and then if that person is kind of going past their bounds to some degree, I, I do want to call time out and say, you know, hey, why? 
Are you doing this? How come you're doing that? You know, hey, have you thought about the expense of this or the expense of that? Have you thought about if you do this, how it affects this area over here? You mm-hmm. know, those types of questions. So I think as a leader, you still have to engage uh, in oh. that type of stuff so that it just doesn't go off the deep end. <laughs> yeah, because it can. Because it, 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 it can. So you, you do have to put some put some control in there. So I think um, one, some, one of the other topics that I was wanting to get into before we kind of let this one go is is we didn't really get into last week into some kind of specific things that we should at least touch on. Uh, one of them is the uh, red tagging. You know, I've done kind of both scenarios where I have red tagged and I haven't red tagged. I think the thing that I found out is that um, um, when you have an area that has a lot of parts in it, that's usually where um, you're going to red tag the most. Um, and then an area that doesn't, that is mainly organizational based or TPM based or things like that. Red tagging is not something you use as much. Um, mm-hmm. but I think the possibility, and this is one of the, um, light bulbs that went off in a few people's heads is, uh, red tagging can, can, uh, be a very valuable process to where when you're setting that stuff aside and you're red tagging it and saying, Hey, we're going to disposition this some way possibility of selling it and bringing in revenue with it is, mm-hmm. is, is there, you know, somebody, somebody in my group goes, what, we can sell that stuff. If we don't need it, why would we, we're not a storage facility. <laughs> you know, if oh, we're not going to use it, let's, let's get rid of it. That's one of the hardest ones to break right there, especially, Absolutely. and I hate to say this, I'm probably going to get lambasted by all of our, all of our followers on this one, but especially when it's people that are up in age, because they came from the era in which getting rid of things was very difficult. We had we have a couple of those people in our environment that, you know, oh, we might use that. Well, when? And, you know, it might be five or ten years, but but we might use it. I'm like, oh, my goodness, we've spent so much money managing it and moving it yes. around from one location to another. I said we've more than paid for it over and over again. But it will be free on the next job. Was the next job coming next week? Then we're yeah, not keeping it. <laughs> right. It's, it's not free. It's not free if it's on the books and you're paying taxes on it as an asset. That's and, right. You know, those, those are things that people that people don't uh, necessarily understand. And I, and I had that conversation recently, too, on something that that just that just came back. And I asked engineering, what are we going to do with this? And he said, so put it up, put it up in the mezzanine and keep it. I said, when's the job? I went through the whole the same thing. And uh, I said, well, if, if we can get 75 percent of our money back, it's better to have 75 percent of our money back. Yep, and pay the stocking fee rather than rather than have something that could be obsolete. You know, when you do need it in two years or three years. So, you know, if somebody if somebody can't tell you when they're going to need it, then you really have to do a a cost benefit analysis. Right. And so, one of the things we did with our five S projects is we've done a pretty hard press on not allowing cabinets back into the environment because mm-hmm. cabinets are a closed door spot for collecting things that you don't need in your environment. It's like a hiding spot. And so um, we have to go through a pretty heavy, you have to go through a pretty heavy justification with me to bring a cabinet back into the environment because they're pretty much gone. (laughs) That's good. I have some great pictures of stuff just hanging out of a cabinet. And when I opened the door, it practically just fell out. You know, everything (laughs) fell out of it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Um, Another one, we brought this one up a little bit, is um, um, 
trying to come up with the ideas that don't cost much money, being creative, you know, um, trying to come up with ways of solving a problem, solving a need so that it fits within the 5S uh, framework of being visual, being easy to access, reducing waste, limit, you know, reducing safety hazards, all those kind of things, and being creative with your with your solutions. You know, um, I brought up one with the boxes using PVC. Uh, we've now got uh, some tables in our electrical room that are on wheels. You know, mm-hmm. so they can be moved out of the way, and they also now have this thick rubber on top, uh, to where the guy can work and function much easier. And we got this rubber for real cheap, and just had it cut out, and it fits mm-hmm. on the, the top nicely. Uh, you know, coming up with you know vertical storage facilities, labeling, um, you know, taping areas off, signage. Um, just we're making signs now that go on bins, and I'm making the signs myself. By just, I've got a, a a template that covers all the sizes of the bins on Word, and I just laminate it and cut them out and slide them in. And the guy goes, "Well, because they used to they used to tape them on or write on the bin." And I go, "What happens when it when we need that bin for something else or it changes?" Well, we just threw the bin away. <sighs> wow, that's that's ex- so these things you know are easy to make you know. Very easy to deal with. And I'll even I'll even go uh, to the other side of that type of comment is you know what there's there's folks out in the shop and throughout the organization that have ideas mm-hmm. and they haven't had a forum to vet them. Yes, they haven't had a forum to to say hey you know what I was thinking about this so so I think that's a big positive about the five S program when you're when you're asking people for their input. And, you know, the, at, at first you'll hear, well, I thought about this in they, the old. Yeah, they, they air quotes they, again. <laughs> they said no, or they, they didn't have money for it or whatever. And, and to be able to listen to it and have the mindset from the leadership standpoint to say, okay, I hear what you're saying. Be able to figure out what the end goal is from that person and then continue to ask questions on, well, how do you do it? What's the best way to do it? And if it does cost money, if you, you look at it from the leadership standpoint and say, well, if it provides more benefit than cost, then do it. Get the money. Ask for it. Beg. Borrow. Yeah. Don't steal. But anyway. <laughs> don't cheat and steal. Leave don't, that one. Don't leave those off. <laughs> but beg and, beg and borrow and, and uh, because you can provide a payback. If you can provide a payback for anything you do, if there's a payback for anything you do, it should be done. Yep. Over over the hurdle rate that you would expect. I mean because time is, time is a cost that has to be included in right. it as well. Yeah, yeah. I think an, I think another one, and we've brought this one up uh, a couple times, is it involving others. I think it's very key to involve others, get others' opinions, get other people's ideas. They don't necessarily have to be a part of the team, but like I was talking about a minute ago, when we do those sketching sessions, we pull a couple people in and say, "Hey, just wanted to get your thoughts on this idea that this per, this uh, this 5S that this person's going to own. We wanted to kind of get your ideas and see if you had any creative ideas." You know, some of the guys uh, on that, that uh, crating and, and uh, lumber area, they came up with some great ideas. Um, we even found a vertical panel saw that, that this person sells that just sells the fixtures and you make it yourself, 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. And we've just now, we are now going to be cutting plywood safely as opposed to you know setting it out in the parking lot with a you know circular saw and all that kind of stuff and we didn't spend a thousand dollars for a 
you know, one of those fancy panel saws. Yeah, you know, it's a, you know, it's it's a nice solution. It doesn't take up a lot of room because we don't build a ton of crates, uh, but we we do have a lot of customers that are starting to ask for it more and more. So we wanted to have a specific area for it. So you know, just involving people, you never know what kind of ideas you're going to get from from other people. So mm-hmm. you know, oh yeah, yeah include those those uh, older folks in your shop that you that you're going to get <laughs> that lambasted on uh-huh. they, there's a lot of wisdom there on there how is. to do things there is there's yeah. a, a ton of, of wisdom uh one other that i was going to bring up was don't bite off more than you than you can chew and we kind of talked about that a little bit you know that sometimes you got to take a zone and then break it down even a little bit further so that the person's not overwhelmed mm-hmm. one of the things that i've done in, in our sessions, and this has worked out very well, is I've taken one of those large sticky pads and I stick it in the zone and we start writing down all the things that need to get done in the zone. And we assign, you know, you know, one or two of the people that are involved in the project to take care of certain things. Who's going to label? Who's going to make this frame? Who's going to TPM this tool? Who's going to do this part? And of course, that's after the design idea. Um, but we stick that up in the area and everybody can see it. And when we're marking stuff off, people can see that, you know, there's progress being worked on uh, on that particular area or that particular project. And if they have questions, they know who to talk to because people's names are on it. So that's oh, worked like out. That. That, that's worked very well. People people really like that. People are now coming to my desk going, hey, I need that big sticky tab thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I like that because, um, you know, when when you when you talk to people about actions that have to be te- that have to take place, like so for me in, in the area, like like we said earlier, we're just starting the five S, and and what I what I just asked for was uh, clean up uh, one area and then set aside an area that we would have the red tagged items. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so it's a matter now of going out there tomorrow morning and look and say, okay, is that area set up? If that area is not set up, okay, well, I've got this and I've got that to do and all this other stuff, fine, all well and good. But I think if it's written down on a board, I'm thinking of like an easel or, you know, like you say, a big, a big sticky sheet of paper that, uh, that you use in meetings, whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah um, I don't know. And uh, flip chart. Flip you know, chart, flip sticky chart? note, yeah. Yeah. So, so if you have these items written down and they're always present, mm-hmm. I think that provides a little more accountability for the person that's got that action item. It does, and, and they feel like they, they own it more, and they feel like uh, they have a, you know, there's a lot of people watching, quite honestly. Yeah. There's a lot of people that see that list. They also see uh, myself and the production manager walk over to that list all the time and just look through it and go, so what's the holdup on this one? Or, hey, why can't we work on this one? Oh, well, because we ran into a problem. And then I get to hear the problem. You know, yeah. So it's, it's nice. And we don't forget about anything. Because yeah. these cells, there's so many little things when you get into these cells that if you don't write it down. In fact, we've oftentimes gotten to the point where you know, 80% of it's marked off. We transfer the 20% that's left onto a new sheet and start adding some more things to it and <laughs> yeah. toss away the other sheet, you know? So um, it just really keeps the thing rolling and moving because that's the other thing you'll find out is if you let it, it'll it'll slow down and it'll dwindle. But with this list, uh, you can walk out there all the time and you just keep driving because really for a long while, you just have to be vigilant mm-hmm. and 
and focused. You know, you, yeah. you just have to be. And mm-hmm. after a while, it starts to kind of take its own feet and keep going. Um, and, and it keeps going better than others, you know, in certain places, depending on what you're working on. But that list really helps that. I like it. Yeah. yeah I like it. So that's my pick of the week. The sticky, oh, that's cheating. The, 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 sticky, <laughs> the sticky note. <laughs> Since neither one of us had picks this week, <laughs> yeah. I grasp yeah. onto that one. So is there anything else that you want to uh, to cover on this one? We've uh, we've gone through a lot of different things. Is there any other areas that you want to? You want to cover? Well, you know, I mean, not necessarily, but I, you know, I think most of what we have focused on is the is the setting aside and the organizing. You, you know, we talked a little about shining. You know, last time to 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 really be an inspection, we kind of defined the five S's. Yeah. So we so we kind of bounced around a little bit in the five S process, but without a doubt, without a doubt, getting the the area um, cleaned up. Cleaned up first of debris and, and uh, you know things that don't belong in that area. Yep, I think that takes the longest amount of time. It does. And I would recommend that you are patient. Yes, do it. Chew on it. Think about it longer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to end up doing a little bit more. So so make sure that you spend the right amount of time on that. Um, I would even say before you get the pegboards with with equipment on it. Sure, because you know. If it's obvious, you can put your your uh, tools away on a pegboard that have outlines of the tools. Yes, go ahead and do that. But but always think that 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 sorting side is 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 the biggest part of this five S for me right now. Yeah, well, and even if you do do the pegboard work, sometimes you wind up redoing it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just because you find more things around the area that fit. You know, one of the things we've tried to do is make sure that we've got all the tools closest to the things that need the tool. Mm-hmm. And so we've oftentimes found things later we didn't know about or, you know, things like that. So we've had to kind of, you know, re, redo some work at times. But that's okay. You know, that's yeah. part of it. You know, so so um, uh, I think that's all we're going to uh, touch on this week on 5S. Uh, we hope you uh, all have enjoyed this show, and we will get back to you all next week on the next topic. So thank you all, and Sean, you have a good day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.